This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to Game Bet Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley and I'm joined by senior tennis handicapper for Because We Win, Sean Calvert. And it's the second week of the Australian Open. We're moving to the weekend. The men's last 16 uh, is in action tonight. It's completed the quarterfinal lineup. We will know. Uh, Sean, good afternoon. Good mm. evening. Um, been a bit, of a, been, a, been a bit of an unlucky opening week, hasn't it? I mean, we haven't really won much. We haven't really lost much. Probably slightly behind, but some of the some of the picks have been a little bit hard to take, haven't they? Really, yeah. You get a few ups and downs, don't you, in this game? I, I was one point away from a as about an eight to one, nine to one parlay. Uh, Dimitrov just needed to take one of the three set points he had against Djokovic. Didn't take any of them. Uh, so there you go. That's those fine margins, isn't it? Sometimes you you know you, you can do your best. You look at them. Look at these matches and try and find some angles. Um, you think you found a decent angle; it's going pretty well. All of a sudden, you know, your guy doesn't take three match points, and you've you, you've gone from a, a f- potential substantial profit into a into a slight loss. And it's you know that's the way it goes. But it's ups and downs. You know, if we'd have kept a profit and lost last year, it would have been off the charts. So mm, it's just mm. it's just yin and yang, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's always hard the first tournament. I mean, we sound like a broken record when we say it's difficult the first time, the first tournament in the first major, but it is. I mean, it's difficult to see yeah. the gauge, the form. We we not really, I mean, and this year's, you know, the, the market has obviously been widely sort of dominated by Novak Djokovic. And we find ourselves mm. in the Australian Open now coming into the quarterfinals where Novak Djokovic having this injury is a bigger price than he was at the start of the tournament, even though he's into the... Into into the last sixteen, uh, Novak Djokovic on the outright market is plus one hundred and five to win his tenth Australian Open. What do you, what do you make of Djokovic? You know, we spoke on WhatsApp and private <laughs> chat about Djokovic going. He does it all yeah. the time, but what do you make? He of does this? though. He does, doesn't he? Yeah, he but, does. but he I keeps mean, he keeps finding a way of winning with him. It's because there's nothing really wrong with him most of the time. I mean, <laughs> sometimes you know there is something wrong with him, but I mean the genuine injuries that he's had, I can't think of that that many off the top of my head. There's always been these little, little injuries that he's had, and you know he's off he's off the court for medical timeouts, and the market goes crazy, and then all of a sudden he's back, and he I said to you in the last video, didn't I? He often comes back and he knocks off mm. the last two sets, six one, six two, and it was something like that, wasn't it? In in one of the matches that that he played, he did look he did look like he was struggling against Dimitrov. Um, what he said about it is that um, he he's he's able to start the matches pretty well. He just, he feels okay at the start of the matches, but then. A certain period, maybe it's half an hour or or an hour or whatever, of playing on that hamstring, then it starts to to really uh, worry him. And what we saw against Dimitrov was that he couldn't really move out wide on his on his back, uh, sorry, on his to his forehand side. And anyone with a slightly better tennis IQ than and, and more bottle than Dimitrov would probably have have put Djokovic in serious trouble. Had Dimitrov taken one of those three set points, I think we might have had a very different outcome uh, to that particular match. But you know, once once Djokovic managed to 
stave off the threat of, of Dimitrov. It was it was kind of one-way traffic, wasn't it? But it's, it's certainly not convincing. He does look like he's got a problem moving out wide to that to that forehand side. We'll just have to see if anyone can take advantage of it. Is it is it a state of men's tennis at the moment where Djokovic can be at maybe 60% and still beat Dimitrov in straight sets and you know come through? I mean... He, it, it looks to me Djokovic is only the only person he can beat him is himself in this tournament, isn't it? I mean, I, I can't see anybody beat Djokovic if he's well fit. Yeah, that's it. If he's fit, we no one really knows, do they? Mm. Um, does he even know? I mean, we can, do you want me to tell you his late the latest quotes. People might not know sure. what he said about this injury because you know not everyone watches you know tennis and reads about it hundred percent of the time. Um, after the, the the Dimitrov match, he said, uh, "I did not want to pull out of the tournament because I wanted to see." how it's going to feel on the court. The first match was good. That was against Kabayash Bayena. The second match, which was against Kwako, uh, uh, I struggled a lot. I had a, court, uh, a couple of moments when it was really bad in the match against Dimitrov as well. I'll take it match by match. I don't know what awaits, but I do hope and have faith for the best. So <laughs> that's that's from, from Djokovic. That's, that's what he said. That's the latest... Nothing uh, quotes that we've got on that. giving nothing away at all. Well, I mean, he's. I'm surprised he said that much. Because if it was Nadal, he wouldn't. He wouldn't say anything, would he? He'd say, "Oh, little problem is normal. No, pro-, you know, I, I try my best, and and that's that's all you'd get out of Nadal. You wouldn't really get this much information unless there was a, an actual tear or something that he had to kind of report. But it's just how you see it. You know, everyone would have watched that Dimitrov match. Certain people would have gone, "Oh God, Djokovic isn't winning this tournament in that condition," and other people maybe that have watched him over the years, have looked at it and said, well, I've seen this all before. Uh, I've mm. seen this kind of uh, not play acting as such. He has obviously got a problem, but he he does like to let everyone know that he's got a problem. And that might be just a, a mental thing with him. It might be fires him up a bit more, knowing that, you know, it's me against the world again, and it's me against the world with an injury, and let's see what I can do. Let's see if I can do it. And, you know, that's that's how he's approached it in the last you know 10 years or whatever his career and we'll just have to see we, we don't know the, the no. short answer is we don't know how he is i can make an assumption i've got a bet in this this diminor match but you know it's a long shot but it is based on some sort of theory we'll have a look at the the, the match betting for the demo uh, sorry the djokovic demure diminor match but let's look at the outright market Novak djokovic to win the australian open is plus 105 been to win the australian Open for an incredible 10th time he's done it before with an injury can he do it again? Uh, he's plus 105 to do it. Stefanos Tsitsipas is now the second favourite at uh, plus $3 after Daniel Medvedev was beaten by Sebastian Corda. And then the third in is Sebastian Corda, who's now 700. Holger Runa is 800. Karin Kachanov, Kachanov is plus 1600. Andrei Rublev is 20 to 1, but he's still good 40. Tommy Paul 40. And Dimimar uh, is 50. Um, with the Australian Open outright market there, we spoke last week about looking at opportunities to bet some of these players who are performing here in other slams. Well, last week I pulled the trigger and backed Holger Rune at 25 to 1 to win the French Open, which I thought was a very, very nice prize. And I backed yeah. Sebastian Corda when he took match point against Medvedev at 66 to 1 for the US Open. So looking I like them two picks. Yeah, that's that's how that's how I like to do it as well. I've I've you know mentioned here, you know, numerous occasions that it does pay to look look slightly further ahead. Um, I had quarter in twenty one to win his to win his quarter at Wimbledon. <laughs> he he lost ten eight in the fifth to um to Kasharnov, and then he would have had he would have, had he won that, which he should have done by the way. 
he'd have had Shapovalov to, to go and win that bet, and that was two years ago. But yeah, you, it is it does pay to look ahead. Last year, I, I said the same, didn't I? I? I had Felix after his after he'd performed so well in Melbourne, um, or, or actually during that performance in Melbourne, I backed him to win the US Open, uh, fifty to one. And by the time the US Open kicked off, he was what twenty to one. 25 to 1, something like that, at half the price. As it happened, he lost early, but so be it. You get the value, and, and that's what it's all about this game. You know, getting the value, getting the right price for, for a certain outcome. So they are the outright mice prices now for the men's singles final. Um, sorry, men's singles, men's singles uh, winner. If you look at the last 16 game, we've got four games uh, overnight. Uh, in America in the early hours of the morning. And we've got three games that are really, really interesting yeah. from a betting perspective. Really, really close games. Uh, let's yeah. start off with the first one, which is uh, an All-American clash between Shelton and J.J. Wolf. Uh, Ryan, uh, ben Shelton and J.J. Wolf never met before in the head heads, I don't think. Uh, no. And, you know, it's quite, quite surprising, really, when you think about them probably playing, you know, you'd have thought they would have played quite regularly growing up, but they've never they've never actually met them. It's a more or less a pick and match. Shelton is mm. uh, minus 105. JJ Wolf is minus 115. The handicap is one and a half. And the total games here is high at 41 and a half. An All-American clash. Mm. What, do you, what do you think? What, do you, what are you thinking here? And you think it's got your fancy in this game? I think you've started with the hardest one. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this, this for me is, is the toughest one because I th- we had Shelton in the last round. Um, I, get, I thought he was a very good price against Popperin. Um, based on a number of factors, Popperin being poor against left-handers, Popperin being exhausted after two five-setters. There's a clear a, a clear path there, I, I thought, for Shelton. Um, this one, I think, could be absolutely anything. I, I think at some point, Shelton's inexperience is going to show through. I don't know when that's going to be, because he played great against Popperin, didn't he? But w- with the young players, and he is very young, at some point, that they're, they're going to do something that kind of shows how how young they are. Um, I suspect that's coming at some point soon for Shelton. Um, he's been very impressive, hasn't he? He's got a big game, believes in himself. He didn't, he wasn't worried about the crowd, was he, against Popperin? He, he seemed to enjoy it for me. I think I thought he really enjoyed himself against Popperin against the home crowd. Um, so I'm not, I'm not concerned about him in terms of nerves. I just think Wolf's he's pretty solid against left handers. He's actually won um eight of his last 11 matches against left handers. Wolf. Inler won six of the seven matches he's played against lefties. So that suggests to me that he's he's got, obviously, what it takes against left-handers. He doesn't have a problem with him like Popperin did. Um, I just think absolute pick him. Um, yeah. It's not... A, it's, it's not I, I, I would, the thing about Shelton as is, is I think his inexperience will show through at some stage. Um, but I think this could be anything really good. The money's come for Shelton. There's been a been amount of money with Bet Rivers. Um, see minus one hundred five. Wolf is still he the margin. He drifted against Popperin, didn't he? Yeah, he drifted massively, against Popperin right massively. out. Went out to about plus one forty from an originally about plus one twelve, and he still won it in straight sets. Yeah, so don't don't necessarily well, follow be. that money. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the toughest one. I think it's the toughest match to call that one out of all of them, just because of the the inexperience of Shelton and being all, all an all American affair, I think this could be anything. I really do. Do you know it's also the two players that I picked to win Auckland last week as well. Oh, yeah. My two picks, Shelton <laughs> and Wolf, and then one of them's going to be the quarter finalist of the um of the uh, Australian Open. So it shows you that you can get things right, but not necessarily. You're on the right more. lines. Yeah, I mean, exactly. a lot of times we get it right but wrong, as in like yeah. last year when we back Felix lost in the first round and then didn't lose a match for about another two months. Um. It's a good sign if you if you're getting players mm. too early, then 
you know, I think I think it shows you're doing the right things. It's just a little bit lucky that it was the wrong time. So it's you pay your money, you take you take your choice, really. Shelton against Wolf, pick them. You make we don't know. We don't know which way it's gonna, it's gonna go. It could be an end-to-end <laughs> match, could be, you know, Bet Rivers expecting to go a long way. 41 and a half is the line on the games. Wouldn't be surprised to go at five sets, and I wouldn't really know which way to call. The next game is another close one. Uh, a marginal favorite is uh Holgeruna minus one twenty-five to beat Andrzej Rublev. I'm never a big fan of Rublev, always want to fade no. him. Um but I'll tell you mm. what, I am being really impressed with Rune, uh, Hulk Rune in this uh, tournament. Really, really impressed. I snapped up that 25 to 1 to win the French Open. I went in again at 22s. Um, I yeah. really like what I see from this kid. Really looks the real deal to me. I, th- I think it's kill win against Rublev. The reason I haven't backed him to, to beat Rublev is I'm a little bit concerned. He had a fall in the last round, didn't he, against mm-hmm. against Ugo Umbert. I think he went over on his ankle and he said... Um, what did he say? He said, oh, quote here, actually. He said, I'm feeling better than I expected. My ankle is good. My wrist is hurting a bit, of course. It was painful. But I tried to focus on something else. That's that's what he said of that particular injury. Uh, not a great deal to learn from that, other than the fact that he, he had a painful fall. That that would put me off, though, because they're not going to say, oh, you know, you know what, what, my ankle is absolutely shafted here. <laughs> I'm not, he's not going to say that, is he? No. So... You know, uh, sometimes you get these quotes. Sometimes they can be quite helpful. Sometimes they're, they're not particularly. Um, I think the thing with this one is is that if you look at the hardcore data, it's, it's Rublev that's ahead. But there's, there's a big there's a big rider on that in the sense that most of all, pretty much all of what Rune has done very very well recently has has, has come after the hardcore season last year. So if you look at his data on um, on indoor. Um, uh, it's mainly indoor. It's, it's actually from the last three months, which is, which is mainly indoor hard courts. Um, his uh, he's held time, and he's got one hundred and fifteen point two service hold break total, um, and his service points one return points one is one hundred and six, which is far far better than if you just isolate his his outdoor hard court data. As I say, it's misleading because it was from last year. Uh, mainly last summer and, and sort of early part of last year. So I think it's really misleading. I think the thing with Rublev as well is he just he, he doesn't win enough second serve points. That second serve of his is very attackable. He's only won 49.8% of his second serve points over the last 12 months on outdoor hard courts at main level. It's it's just not enough. Mm. You know, it's it's it, 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 the thing with Rublev, he looked great, didn't he, against Evans because he could overpower him because it, 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 he had the match on his racket and he, and he, he looks good doing it. But once he's up... When, when he goes up a level against someone like Arun, who incidentally beat him in, in Paris, didn't he last mm-hmm. uh, last November when we were there? Um, he, he, the, the the poor parts of Rublev's game come to the fore. The second serve isn't good in back is okay, but it's not it's not top class. I think Arun would win it, and I, I would back Arun if I wasn't slightly concerned about the injury. Yeah, I think Rune wins. The injury's a great call. I'm, I'm not having a bet again, but I think Rune is the real deal. And I think if someone was offering me a little bet on the tournament now, I'd, if I had a, you know, you know, we can't take the risk on, on, uh, on Djokovic. I think I'd probably back Rune to win it. Actually, I think it was the eight. The only concern I had, I mean, I think I mentioned it on here, didn't I, a, a week or so ago? Was was is he able to play in a, in extreme heat? But that that hasn't really arisen. He had that. He had one um, one match, didn't he? Which was which was played in the thirty five degree day. But we've not had any days like that since no. then. It's been quite cool. It's been a lot cooler, uh, you know, by Australian summer standards. And there's nothing in the in the forecast until actually Saturday, 
which is, the, if I remember right, I think it's the day of the women's final. It's normally the day of the women's final, isn't it? The Saturday. That's the only day that's going to be above 30. So I don't think heat is going to come into the equation this two weeks. So I'm, I still, I'm still a little concerned about the fact that I haven't seen him in a long match in extreme heat, but I don't think that's going to be an issue this, this fortnight. So I think it's fair enough. Yeah, I like his chances. Minus 125 to win this game. Rublev is plus 105. The handicap is minus one and a half games. Runa minus 103. Rublev minus 121. And the total games is pitched at 40 and a half. Another game, another pick and match. Um, Tommy Paul against Roberto Batista. Good. Tommy Paul is the favourite. Yeah. Minus 115. Quite surprised Tommy Paul is the favourite for this, if I was perfect, obviously. Uh, Batista Agut is minus 105. Obviously, he's the, the more proven player uh, at, at the big level, I would suggest. The head-to-head is more favourable mm. to him as well, winning 3-1 in the head-to-head. So I was quite surprised to find Tommy Paul the favourite for this game. I know he beat them last time out. And the other thing that surprised me in this yeah. game is that it's exactly the same odds as Shelton and Wolf, minus 105 and minus 115. But the total games mm-hmm. in this match is pitched three lower. 38 and a half, Batista Agut, um, Tommy Paul. 41 and a half, Shelton Wolf. This game here, Batista Agut, the way Batista Agut plays and the way he battles, this looks a good over bet for me. I think over 38 and a half here is quite generous at minus 117. Yeah, I mean, I think the overs line is all about how how often Shelton holds serve and how little he breaks serve. Um, I think that's what that that's all about. Um, yeah, these two have had a, a quite an interesting head-to-head so far, haven't, haven't they? Back for three, all by exactly the same scoreline, 6-3, 6-4, which is quite strange. And then in Paris at the end of last year, um, Tommy Paul turned it around, 1-6-4, 6-4. So none of the sets they've ever contested has ever gone over over 10 games, which is kind of a strange anomaly. That's obviously not going to carry on as, as the head-to-head continues. Um, I've, I've looked at this, as you can imagine, in numerous different ways. Um, there's very, very little in it on the statistics of um, their matches on hot, outdoor hard courts at main level in the last um, 12 months. It, it's as To coin one of your phrases, there's there's a cigarette paper between them. Um, there's, there's really nothing in it at all. There's the service point one, return points one. Uh, Bautista got 105, Tommy Paul 104.5. Um, the only thing that Tommy's slightly ahead on is is the service hold break totals. He's on 107.7 and Bautista got 106. Um, but it it it's it really is an absolute pick who plays best on the day because there's nothing to, there's nothing in the, the statistics um, of this pair in the last 12 months that would make you lean one way or the other. There's absolutely nothing in it at all. So you're basically going on what you've seen of Bautista. And what you've seen of Tommy Paul over the last three days, and what you know of their their history, I, I, I just really do think that is an absolute coin toss. It's, it's I, I'm not seeing any value in in backing either of them personally. No, I, I wouldn't. I, I was just surprised that I would have thought if you were going to make a thumb of the favourite, I thought Batista Agut would have to be the favourite, given his you know his his, cre- his credentials and his more experience at these kind of matches than than his opponent. And I thought he might just be a marginal favourite. Well, surprised to see Tommy Paul but getting on a bit could... as well, isn't he? There's, there's a few things to bear in mind. I suppose, but he's but... played well this year. I mean, he's played well this year. He's, you know, he's, he's not he's, he's seven and two. We got to the final in Adelaide. You know, he's playing well. You know, I just yeah. I, was, I think he's an absolute pick up. <clears throat> Tommy, Tommy, you know, because he, he won so convincingly, didn't he, in Paris? I mean, maybe the layers are looking at that and sort of thinking, well, Tommy's got, now Tommy's got a foothold in his head there. Now he knows what to do. Now he knows how to beat him. Maybe he'll carry on doing it. But I, I just don't see it, either of those prices representing any sort of value, really. 
also the patriotic money is probably the dollars of patriotic dollars are down for Tommy Paul. I'm, I'm going to I would have, have, have a well, Americans have had a great tournament, haven't they? Amazing, oh, from TFO, obviously, and and Fritz. six one up in a tie break, by the way. And, yeah, our two picks. <laughs> the only two Americans who haven't got through the quarterfinal. Fritz, Fritz loses a tie break from six one. Or... I don't know. I can't, you can't Not many. That. So uh, Tommy Paul leading hope. American hopes are high on Tommy Paul against Batista. Good minus one one five. The Spaniard is minus one hundred five. Total games is thirty eight and a half. Uh, the final last sixteen game, which will will be at three a.m. in the morning, American time, is Novak Djokovic up against Alex Diminuar. The Australian is going to have a huge support. Mm. Um, Djokovic, we've touched on in the in the outright markets. You know, he's got this injury. We don't know how bad it is, but Bet Rivers still have Djokovic as a very heavy favourite. Minus four fifty five. No Bet Djokovic plus three fifty. Diminuar five and a half is the handicap with Djokovic minus one twenty seven, and the total games thirty six and a half. Now with the total games, if you play the total games, it does go into four for fifty. You've got that concern that he's he's injured, and you. You know, he could he could retire or he could give up a set if you've got mm-hmm. that inkling. So don't the total games is quite a difficult one. But you've got a bet on this one. You've come at it with a different angle, quite like the way you you think in this game. If you tell us what your your angle is here, Sean. Yeah, I've I've taken the bet I've taken is for Diminor to lose the first set and win the match, uh, which is around about a ten to one chance. And the reasoning for that is pretty simple. I mean, Djokovic has has said very clearly that he when he starts matches. With this injury, he feels okay, and it's only later down the line, after he's been playing for a certain period of time, that he starts to struggle. And we we saw that in, in the Dimitrov match, didn't we? He started. I'd back Dimitrov to win the first set, and I'd kind of given it up because uh, Djokovic was, I think, five three up, and then he suddenly started to. You could see him struggling with his movements, as I said, out right out to his to his right hand side, the forehand side, when he's been stretched out wide, um, and that became a problem for him. It, it allowed Dimitrov to get back into the set. And in the end, Djokovic, it was his serve, really, that, that kind of got him over the line in that one. Um, so that being the case, if 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 that is the case, then this match against Dominor, he starts well again, wins the first set, then starts the pain starts to come in. If you're playing someone like Dominor, yeah, absolutely. He said it numerous times. He doesn't really have to say it. We can see it. He's fired up playing, isn't he, again, in this, uh, this arena, this Rod Laver arena his home crowd, they're all cheering for him. He absolutely loves it. He revels in that atmosphere. It gives him an extra something, doesn't it? It gives him an extra maybe 5% or something like that. Um, and he's a, he's, he does, he's not afraid of a long rally, Dimino. He's very, very fit. He can run all day. You know, the far, one of the fastest players on court, isn't he? His yeah. court speed is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah very quick. Uh, similar to Leighton Hewitt, isn't he, in a sense? Mm. He, he, you know, they don't really get tired. They, they don't seem to anyway. And it, it could easily be the case that Djokovic wins the first set, which you would expect him to do, um, all things being equal, but then just isn't able to to finish it off. And then if, you, if it does get to sort of one all late in, you know, in the third set, you know, Diminor takes it. And what has what, what Djokovic, what, what we'll see, what has he got left? What, what is he able to do with this with his hamstring injury? We don't know. Um, it could well be the case that Diminor can just rally for longer. You know, if if you looked at these two and said, "Who do you fancy to play a four a four a four hour or five hour match?" It it wouldn't be Djokovic at the moment, would it? Mm, no. So I, I just think that that bet ten to one. I think I don't think it's a match that you can put a lot of money on. I don't think it's a match you can have any confidence in either way because of the situation we that, that's an unknown with with Novak Djokovic. 
So I think at 10 to 1, I don't mind taking a chance on Djokovic winning the first set, but um, Diminor winning the match. He looks like a, he could be in the worst kind of opponent you want if you're injured, isn't it? Dimitri? It could be, yeah. He, he could be moving around the court a lot. You know, he, he, and, he rallies all day. Yeah. You know, he did it to Manorino. Manorino was outplaying him at times. Uh, we had Manorino on, on the on the handicap, didn't we? Plus six mm. and a half. And he, Fine, in the just end, he just, over the line. He, he just covered because he, he, yeah. he, he, he dropped the fourth set 6-1 um, because Di Minora just tired him out. And and it could well, this could be a similar situation mm. because because of Djokovic's situation with his hamstring. We You know, we don't know how long, how deep he's able to go. You know, he won in straight sets against Dimitrov. Um. As I said, if Dimitrov had won the first set, I think we might have possibly seen a different outcome. But yeah. what do you think of um, Dimitrov for Wimbledon? You know, you can pay players ahead. If you look at the players who threw to the well, we had him last year, didn't we? Yeah, but he's, he's about half. I think it was two hundred to one or one hundred and fifty to one. When you give him last year, he's half the price of that mm. now. But if you're looking at players mm. now who are in this draw, if you look at one take, you think you know what well, he could be the one that you might. You're, if I was an odds compiler, I'd be looking to cut the price of Dimitrov. Just call him Demon. I'm going to call him Alex. I'm going to call him Alex. I'll be cutting Alex's prices now, <laughs> wouldn't you? I'll be looking at him. I saw, I saw the 66 to 1 or 70 to 1 was the price I saw for Wimbledon. I thought I probably went a little yeah. bit more than that. With a good draw, yeah. I mean, I just think you need on grass. I, I was happy to take him at the big price last year because I thought it'd be tough to beat. And he, has got a, he has got a good game for grass. I just think he needs a little bit more pop on the serve. And against Garin, you know, it, a match that we know full well he should have won. With a bigger serve, he probably would have won that. But he, he has to rely on playing really well from the baseline all the time. I know his serve has improved a little bit uh, in the last year or so, but it still isn't a real major weapon. And he has to, he has to rely a lot on his legs and a lot on playing well from the baseline. So, yeah, it's, it's a possibility. Mm. Obviously, a long way to go until then, but um, yeah. Now, when, when, when we're not going to have a, um, a game better match podcast uh, on Monday on the men's, we will have Roy Girani looking at the women's draw. Look, we're looking at the women's. We'll be back on Tuesday, myself and Sean. So, while I've got you on, Sean, we may as well okay. talk about the two quarterfinals we've got. Obviously, you haven't looked at them in depth. You know, you haven't, I know you haven't probably looked at them. You'll probably look at them tomorrow. But just give you the quick odds with mm. um, Bet Rivers. Stefanos Sitsipas okay. has been very, very impressive this tournament, minus 625. Leheka at 460. I sort of jokingly said, oh, well, relatively easy task for Cam Norrie. You told me, no, no, no. And you're absolutely right. I said right. it wasn't. Yeah, I said yeah. it wasn't going to be easy. He's got I still got it wrong. I went for I went for I went for Norrie to win three sets to one because I thought he would he would grind it out in the end. But he he, he was poor that day, Norrie. Yeah, but was, it was it's a danger. He's a dangerous player, Lehecker. Yeah. My my flippant comment, you know, the relatively easy. He put me straight there, and he absolutely got that <laughs> one right. Lehecker is into his first uh, Grand Slam quarterfinal. He is plus four fifty, four sixty uh, to go through the total games are thirty four and a half, and the handicap is six and a half. And the man who, again, I mean, we spoke about him all last year, Sebastian Corder. You know, we, we did the, the players to follow uh, with James Blake. And my player to follow this year was Sebastian Corder, who started off this season unbelievably well, got through to the mm. quarterfinals, and now he plays uh, Kachanov uh, at plus 120. Do, do you know what, though? I think the market's gone a little bit overboard on Sebastian Corder for me. I think minus 143 is really, really short uh, for a guy. Like, I've not seen the price on these. What's, what's that in decimal? Well, it's around about eight. So just it's a little bit short than eight to 11. It's about one, okay. uh, 1.6, 1.68, right, okay. 1.68. Uh, yeah, he was about 1.8, 1.86 or something like that when he played Kashanov 
um, on indoor hard a few months ago. Yeah, and he was roughly the same price before that as well. So that that's that's a little bit short. My worry with Corder, as I said a few times, is just is is stamina. I'm not I'm not convinced about him over a long period of time. I think he's a great player. You know, we've we had him a few times last year, didn't we? Mm. Had him in Washington DC, and he got unlucky. Had to play two matches in one day in an extremely hot day, and that that kind of did for him there. Um, Definite possibility of winning this tournament however i am i am slightly concerned i thought he'd beat her cash easier than he actually did um i he, he started poorly didn't he against her cash dropped his first service game and that effectively cost him the first set on the back foot just not convinced about his stamina i mean kashanov is is a a worthy opponent at the moment isn't he at, at, at this level on a hard a reasonably paced hardcore played very uh, well this TFO. year kashanov and he played well, well against tfo well. I, I know i moaned about tfo dropping that fourth set from 6-1 up in the tie break. And, it, you know, that was unlucky. But I think over the course of the match, I think Sharnoff was just a steadier player, wasn't he? So I think you're right. I think that's slightly too short on Corden. Six love, six love. He won the first two sets as well in, the, in his match against Nishioka. Against Nishioka, yeah. yeah. Well, I said that anyone with power is is yeah. is is bad news for Nishioka. Yeah. Um, although he did play poorly as well in that match, Nishi. But that's uh, that is some performance, and you know, and now he's. I think the mark. I think everybody in the world has now become a Sebastian Corda fan, and the market and and the, and the recreational tennis betters are seeing him. And I think he's a line that's a little bit. I mean, I think this is a pick and match personally. And just remember that if you're playing as a total games here, they met once at Wimbledon. Uh, I think it was in 2021. I can tell you were, exactly when it was. I watched every minute of it. 58 games, 10-8 <laughs> in the final set. To the final off. set had about 12 breaks of serve in it. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So that, you know, the history of these two going long, it could be another long <laughs> one. Um, looking at the games, Sean, one official play for you, and that is Djokovic to win mm-hmm. the first set and uh, Diminois to win the match. Yeah, 10 to 1. Yeah, Dim- uh, Diminois to lose the first set and win the match. Yeah. Yeah, Same lose thing. the first set and win the match there. For me, I think the Batista Group, Tommy Paul, under th- over 38 and a half games, looks a little bit of value. And even though I love him, I love Sebastian Corda. I think plus one twenty Kachanov is is too big. I think Seb Corda is, um, you know, the public have got behind him, and I think he's a, a price that isn't value. Uh, it's been a great tournament for American uh, America. They've got Sebastian Corda obviously in the quarterfinals. They're going to get another man through to the yeah. quarterfinal with Ben Shelton and JJ Wolf, and we will be back on Tuesday to look ahead to some of those quarterfinal matches. And our latest uh, outright Mets, um, Sean. Thank you very much. As always, I know it's been late Pleasure. today. I've lost my voice. I've been on a I've been on a bachelor party. This is this is this is the cause. I've come back. I've had all kind. And I went to. I've been to Manchester United. There was a bug around there, was there? There was a, there was I've, some sort of uh, sickness bug or something. Yeah, yeah something like that. Just oh, I think it was something. I think I think I ate, I think I ate something. I think something mm. I ate. I think that one of those. Yeah, so I, I haven't felt well today. I think something I ate. But and I went to obviously Manchester United. He asked all day with my son, and uh, I've just raced back to do this. So uh, I've lost my. Vo- I'm losing my voice a little bit. So. Thank you very much for uh, for holding with us, bearing with us. But um, even if I lost my voice, I can still pronounce these uh, players very well. So there's no worries about it. You that. can, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very good. Thank no you. No one does it like you, Nigel. No one. Oh, I'm Alex. I'm just going to go first name terms now, me and Alex. Anyway, it's been great uh, as always, Sean. Thank you very much. Uh, hopefully you, you listen, you get some insights. You know, we think these games are very, very difficult tonight. But uh, that game, we like the Djokovic game. Uh, I can say tomorrow I'll be back. Uh, hopefully the voice can recover but i'll be doing a game better match with 
Rory Girani looking at the women's outright markets and the night's matches on the women's draw. Me and Sean will be back on Tuesday. Myself and James Blake will be on Wednesday and Sean and I will be back on Thursday looking ahead to be the final one of the week and hopefully we'll have cash some tickets between now and then. And remember, you can follow us on our YouTube channel at the Bet Rivers Network. You can also follow us on our Twitter channel uh, at Because We Win, which Sean and myself uh, on with all the other handicappers we have here on the Bet Rivers Network. And you can obviously download us on whichever podcast provider you prefer. Give us a rate and review. Uh, we peaked around two or three in the in the charts, uh, so we want to keep that up. So thank you very much for your support and keep downloading and keep listening. Sean, thank you very much. And it's a late one for us, but uh, thanks for persevering me. Thanks for making waiting for me. And hopefully we can cash some winners. Ten to one, uh, big bet. Djokovic to lose the first set and Dimitri Alex to win. Take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. <laughs>